This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Hi, and welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. My name is Mark, and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of this show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First, we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is, and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guests to read the AA preamble, which is read at the start of every AA meeting. My name's Nate and I'm an alcoholic. AA preamble, Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is the desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So, what, what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There's no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it takes hold of you, the the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you're an alcoholic, you're at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that, it, that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with an obsession of the mind. The allergy is the physical aspect of the disease. After having the first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we'll stop drinking. The old saying is, one one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And yet because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up the first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from the sober alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. The program has a proven track record of helping otherwise helpless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It is it has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9.
We're just about to interview an AA member who's going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. Would you like to introduce yourself um, and give us a quick sketch of who you are, age and how long you've been sober? Hi, my name's Nate um, and I am an alcoholic. Um, I'm 37 years old and I've been sober just coming up a year. Congratulations. And what's your occupation and um, the makeup of your family? Um, so I'm a warehouse manager for a uh, distribution company. Um, family, I have one brother, two sisters, plus I have um, four adopted brothers and nine nephews, seven nieces. Oh, cool. And where are you from and where did you grow up? So I was born here in Christchurch. Um, I lived my teenage years in Motueka and I spent the last 15 years previous to coming back to Christchurch in Dunedin. Nice. So uh, when did you start drinking and how did it progress? Um, I was thinking about that earlier today. Uh, I mean, as a child we were always given um, shandies, um, for probably seven or eight years old, but the first time I can actually remember going to the fridge and getting a drink and, and getting some kind of relief from alcohol was probably 11 or 12 years old. And um, why did you drink, and what did alcohol do for you? I mean, it was it was always around us as kids. My parents were every every evening drinkers. I wouldn't say they're alcoholic, but they they do enjoy a drink, and it was just kind of normalised as as something we do, as I say, from a young age. Yeah. And um, did you ever feel like it was a problem? Like, did you ever try to stop? I mean, I didn't feel like it was a problem until probably in my mid twenties. You know, when I actually tried to stop drinking or, or tried to stop, you know, I guess, put, putting it down and then I realised that I may have a problem. Yeah. What was going on that you thought you might have a problem? I mean, you know, I was disconnected from family. I was disconnected from life itself, I guess, and I was, I was going through a lot of hardship and something something happened to me in my mid-twenties that was quite, I guess, it was quite traumatic to me. And I guess... Because something that happened to me when I was drunk, I did try to stop drinking then, and it's when I tried to stop that I realised that, okay, there may be a problem here. Yeah, and what did you do, um, what actions did you take to try to stop? Well, I just tried to stop drinking solidly, um, and then, then I took up taking pills, and which led on to other substances, methamphetamine. and So it, for a start, I, I actually did stop drinking for five or six years, but I just swapped it for, for pills and methamphetamine, really. So the the problem was still there, it was just my substance had changed. Wow, and what made you realise that you needed help? I guess it was a couple, probably two years ago that I, I mean I was in a relationship for 15 years that, that caved. Um, I, I pretty much hit a rock bottom, I moved here to Christchurch to, to get some assistance, I went into a rehab facility. So I, I did the rehab, got back out, found a job, found a house and, and thought I had my life together but I still just couldn't stop picking up. And, and that's when I realised that there, there's something bigger going on here, and I have, actually have a problem. Mm. And what were some of the consequences of the drinking, like um, like lost employment or yeah? Well, I couldn't hold a job. Relationships. I couldn't couldn't hold on to a job. Um, I was I was doing illegal activities. I was, I was stealing. I was doing anything to get money. Um, I was disconnected from family. I, I just yeah, I pretty much lost everything I had and everyone. Yeah. Um, and so how did you feel, and how, how, what was your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being like around all that time? Like, I was, there was no one there. Like, I, was, I was walking, talking, 
acting, but there was there was just nothing there. Like I was in in my head, I thought I was portraying that I was all right, but I guess there, I was just a uh, I was just empty. It was just soulless, I guess. And can you um, think of uh, like a rock bottom, like a time in your life at, during that addiction when you had a rock bottom? It was probably that two years ago where my relationship with my, my ex-partner now of 15 years kind of caved out and I ended up just pretty much coming to Christchurch with, with one one bag of clothes and, and the car that I owned. And I think that, that there was my, my real rock bottom of, actually, you know, I need to do something here. Hmm. Cool. Um, how did you find your way to your first AA meeting? So through through the rehab facility, we we did a couple of AA meetings. Um, we you know we were dragged along there. I when I went to those, I didn't really like what I saw because you know like, I, I saw people in my eyes were sitting in the problem still. But I guess so. Once I got out of the rehab and I continued to do these these um, self help groups and these these other programs that I picked up from the rehab and I was still struggling I guess I looked around me and I saw the people who were doing well I guess in these programs were all they'd all done the AA program so I pretty much just contacted somebody that I was doing these groups with and they dragged me along to a meeting one night and yeah, it all went from there Yeah and how do people in AA treat you? Oh really well yeah like the, I remember my first meeting I went there and I was, I was broken I was absolutely broken and by the time I left that night, I was there for an hour and a half. By the time I left, I had a, a, a phone number to ring the following day, and that person ended, yeah. become, ended up becoming my sponsor. Oh, wow. And um, when you uh, were at AA, did you ever feel you feel sceptical or anxious, or like what were some of the experiences you had when you were there? Um, I guess when I first got there, I was just... Well, I was so disconnected I guess um, I didn't trust anybody um, but I think that was just my state of mind at the time I, I seen people happy and laughing and, and enjoying themselves and I thought well they're either they must be high like they they must be lying about their state of mind or their or the way they are um, I, to be honest the the love I was shown it was almost in the paranoid state I was thinking like what do these people want from me you know like there was there was men trying to help me and in my past experience any you know I didn't know what their motives were, or so there was a lot of anxiety there and a lot of distrust, and because yeah, I was pretty, pretty messed up in the head. Mm. So, should we talk about your process of around recovery? How have you managed to stay sober? Um, I guess for for a start, I just kept getting to meetings. I just kept doing what was suggested, and that, and that was to keep getting to meetings. I got a service position because that, that was also suggested, you know. So I ended up getting a tea and coffee gig at one of the meetings. And that, that kept me going back every week. Um, I was lucky to get pushed through the steps quite quickly. And so I, I did the steps, and I, I did everything that was told to me. I did a real thorough inventory. Um, I made amends. I'm still making amends with working amends, but I, I just put everything into that into the doing the steps and, and doing what I was pretty much told to do. I mean, they are saying they were suggesting it to me, but I, I needed to be told what to do. Yeah. Um, how important service being to your recovery? Oh, really, really important. You know, like just because I'm a, I'm a selfish person. I'm a selfish alcoholic, and I only think about myself. So to to do service is something really difficult for me, but it's something really rewarding. You know, because it gets me to a meeting like that once a week, making the tea and coffee. I have to be responsible and accountable. Even even as small as I'm not sponsoring people, but you know, just picking people up and taking them to meetings and just getting out of myself really is 
one of the most important things for me. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, how would you describe yourself in the life you have today? I'm, I'm figuring out who I am. Um, you know, 30, 30 odd years of, of living, I guess just, just existing, and, and my behaviours and some of them were pretty pretty bad. So I was just trying to figure out who I am and where I fit in this world. Um, life, life's really good today, though. So, you know, the, the blessings that I've had in this one year, I'm excited for what the future's going to bring. You know, I've, I've been able to hold down a job, I've been able to pay bills. Like usually in the past, I'd always be skipping rent or skipping power, and I'm always, you know, playing catch up. But you know, I'm building a credit rating which I've never had in my life because I was always dishonest or not paying things back. So yeah, life's pretty good today. Um, many talk about they drop the the alcohol and then all the feelings and everything comes up, anxiety and all that. You know, um, how would you describe how you um, how you manage that? How you how you feel today? Is there any difference? And how you manage those feelings? Absolutely. Like in in the past, um, well, I, I couldn't feel. So when when I got sober, all these feelings come flooding back, and and just trying to, I guess, deal with them in a healthy way. Like in the past, I would, you know, my emotions or my behaviours would be unhealthy. So uh, again, like a sponsor is really really key for me um, to, to just be open and honest with that sponsor, because you know if I can tell him how I'm feeling, even though I don't want to. You know, like he he can guide me and I guess give me guidance because he's been there before and there's other people in the fellowship who've been there before too. And I guess if I hadn't been so broken when I came in, I wouldn't be open to I guess getting guidance of how to live my life today. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, how has your life changed? Um, like just in like living, like career or home or just living peaceful. In general. Yeah, it's really peaceful. Um, as I say, like I have food in my cupboards, I have bills paid. I'm ahead of head on my power bill. I have a you know, I have a, a vehicle that's warranted and registered. Um, I have family that actually invite me to to dinners and and want me to be around. Um, I have an employer who's wants me to be at work. We're not constantly in meetings with HR and disciplinary meetings, and I'm not constantly ringing in sick or or making things up. And it's just, I guess it's. Yeah, it's really peaceful, and it's nice to live honest. Mm. And and how are your relationships with friends, family? I guess I'm I'm still building f- relationships with friends because a lot of my friends in the past were all using buddies, and so I guess as far as friends go, I've kind of just been you know meeting people in the fellowship and and I guess finding out what I like doing, you know, because I didn't know what I like doing. So now I know what I like doing. I can start getting out and socialising, and you know, finding people in the fellowship who, who are into walking or biking or. Or stuff like that, and as far as family goes, yeah, it's I can be present, and I can turn up to a family do and actually be present. In the past, I would turn up, and I mean, I would be there, but I wasn't present. So it's it's nice to be present. It's nice to be actually invited. Yeah. yeah. And any, um, do you think about any goals for for now and in the future? I guess staying sober would be my number one goal, and if I can do that, I mean, I've got a, I guess. I do have goals and, and there is things I want to do like I want to travel and you know because I can actually you know think about leaving the country now and not be tied to you know do I have enough drugs or alcohol or, or access to drugs and alcohol when I'm away um, but yeah at, at the moment I'm just I'm really content of where I am in life um, and, I, and I have a trust in this higher power that good things will happen to me as long as I stay sober and, and follow these steps and 
and, and do the things that are suggested. Mm. For many who come to AA, um, they'll describe seeing the preambles and they'll see the banners and they'll see the word God. Mm. And, and for, a lot, for a lot of people, it's a put off. Yes. Um, they think of religion, yeah. uh, whereas the alcohol, the AA program is around spiritual, uh, being a spiritual program. Um, could you describe well, your concept of around what spirituality is for you and yeah, how okay. it may differ from religion? Yeah, well, I was the same. The first, you know, first couple of meetings I went into, and I was reading through the through the steps and and hearing the word God. I was I was far from religious, and I've had I had negative experiences in religion growing up. So that was something I thought I would struggle with. But um, there's there's no there's no pressure, and there's there's no actual you know one concept of how how you must see the word God. And I've only just started using the word God, and I don't know what that is today. And I, I, I guess I may not even know for a long time, but it's just something that's bigger than me, something that's more powerful than me, because I, you know, in the past I've I've been the most powerful thing in my life, and I've been the god in my universe. So just having that thing to, I guess, hand hand over to each day and, and realize that I'm I'm not in charge. Yeah, mm. thanks, mate. Um, how would you suggest? What would you suggest to listeners um, if they have a problem with drinking? Like if you was talking to a newcomer, what would you suggest? Just I guess get to a meeting, uh, and and give it a go. Get get there and just you know give it give it a real good, real good effort I guess. And then just it's scary, and it, and it can be f- full of anxiety and, and fear. And I I even struggle today like going there and, and socialising. And but if if I hadn't made that step and got in there, um, I guess I wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting in here today. So I guess anyone who's thinking about it, I just encourage them to really to get along and get, and get involved. No matter no matter how scary it may feel. So, what questions would you ask someone to help them decide whether they needed help? I guess can 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 you can you stop? You know, uh, once you have that first drink, are you able to to stop? Um, can can you stop comfortably? Um, can can you go out and socialise and and be around? I guess life in general and and not not want to feel the urge to pick up. Um, when, when things are unmanageable, you know, life become unmanageable. Are you able to to not go to, towards drinking alcohol? Thanks, Nate. And um, could you just describe again how thinking about your life when you're in addiction and and now, or when you're in your own skin, how, how do you feel today? I guess comfortable. Um, I've never never been able to feel comfortable. The only time I'd feel comfortable was when I had the right amount of drugs and alcohol in my system, and that was always really difficult to find that that stage because I'd get to that stage and then I'd carry on and end up blacking out. Or so yeah, today today I'm able to be comfortable, and that's without substances. Um, I have self-esteem, I have a healthy pride, um, and, and my mind's not racing all over the place. It's you know I'm, a, I'm able. Some, I mean, some days it is. I'm not going to lie. Um, some days are quite hard. But you know that's what I have this program for, and, and the support that I've got from this program for. So yeah, life life is actually pretty good today. I have a lot to be grateful for. Thank you. Well, Nate, thanks so much for coming onto the show and sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. For our listeners, if you've related to anything you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. 
There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experience. Our show airs every Monday at 5.30 on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer as we do it at every AA meeting. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.